everybody, welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. I am Blue, today I'm here with the... Is it cold where you are? Or is it... I mean, it's not cold, but is it cold? It's cold for me. It's not cold for you. Mm-hmm. For you, this is probably fucking run around in t-shirt and shorts weather. <laughs> well then, the possibly cold Brad. That's who I'm here with. Yatta! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> And today we're going to be going into K-On! Season 2. We have already previously discussed K-On! the first season um, in a previous episode of the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one already, then I recommend that you listen to that one first before you listen to this one. We did only do it a couple of months ago for Music Month, so it's really not that old. But I do recommend that you listen to that one before you listen to this one, unless... You've seen both seasons and you don't really care for the first season and just want to listen to the second one, in which case, okay, fine. (laughs) Um, And this is going to be another two-parter. We're going to be covering episode 1 through 13 today. In today's episode, going through some background information, all of the news and your regular chatty bits. And then we're going to be discussing episode 14 onwards later on in the week for a special midweek bonus episode. Yeah, because I'm shitty at planning. I was hoping we'd be done with two-parters, but then I immediately throw us into a (laughs) two-parter. Ah, that's okay, that's okay. This one has actually been pretty requested, hasn't it? It has, but not only that, I'm not gonna lie, it was needed. Mm. I don't know if you felt that way while watching this, but this was such a nice break. It wasn't intense, it was all really good laughs. I had a really great fucking time sitting down and watching this. I may or may not agree. We will see. We will see. (laughs) I swear if you hate it, I'm ending the podcast. Oh, (laughs) no. We'll see. We'll see what I think about it later. But yeah, so how are things going with you? How are things going with me? Uh, uh, Pretty (laughs) weird. Things are pretty weird right now. Um, I've got two big voice acting projects that I've been working on. Voice acting, creative consulting, producing, like, multiple different things that I'm doing on both projects. I'm pretty hands-on in both. And it's really hard to to talk about them because I'm not allowed to talk about them. But I want to talk about them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I've, had a, I've been having a really good time with both of them and getting to, like, stretch my creative brain, which is really fun. I'm still braced, still wearing the the wrist brace. I am for another month, and then uh, waiting on that MRI, which has been booked in for March, so that's exciting. I'll eventually get to figure out what's actually going wrong with my wrist at some point. That'd be fun. Next time, you should put in... Fuck, never mind. I'm not making puns. I can't today. No, no puns. I tried to to make a really just off-kilter joke for me at work today, and then I just absolutely lost it. Sounds like a a pretty normal thing for you. It does. I I don't English good. No, I don't think anybody does. No. English is like the hardest language, so. English is bullshit. Yeah, because we have rules and then we go, ah, but they only work sometimes. Tis true. Yeah. Tis, Tis very true. But then also we have been having some continuing the renovations on the family house uh, that have been happening for the past couple of months. Everything's been postponed and taking a lot longer than it would normally do and having to have like one person work on it as opposed to like a team of people, all these kinds of stuff, the safety precautions needed for COVID, right? Mm -hmm. So we're trying to do everything above the board and safe as possible and, and making sure that we're not interacting with as many people as possible, but yeah, we already had all of this stuff booked in to happen this year, and then 
uh, and then obviously COVID happened, so it's all still gonna happen, it's just happening very differently to how it would normally. But yeah, we're currently having the floors changed, we're having the carpet ripped up, and we're getting some really fancy vinyl wood flooring placed in. Not like old gross vinyl from back in the day, but like fancy vinyl that looks like actual wood floors, which is mm. nice. Mm-hmm. And it's better for dogs. We have two dogs only now. I'm used to saying three. That's sad. <laughs> but yeah, we have two dogs. And both of them, well, when you have any animals on hardwood floors, they tend to scratch the floors. But vinyl is more resistant to scratches and things like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, happy about that. And then we're also looking at getting all of our toilets replaced in the house because our toilets right now are really old ones from, they like, the same ones that were installed in the house when the house was first built. So they're from the 70s. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they are so wasteful. They they flush like I don't remember how much you were saying it was something like I don't know twelve quarts of water I don't know how much I don't know measurements of liquids, but like a lot of <laughs> a lot of water goes down for like one flush as opposed to like modern toilets that don't need anywhere near as much water to function, mm -hmm. and then yeah so we're looking at getting some of those ones that have like the the half flush and then like the full flush you know. Mm -hmm. And then uh, getting them, and then like they flush on like a, a even on the full flush, they use less water, that kind of thing. So yeah, we're trying to do ecologically friendly stuff to the house as well, which is nice. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But hey, at least everything's going to be new and shiny and nice. New and sh it is very much new and shiny, and getting getting to the nice part when it's all done, it's going to be really nice when the when there are no more strangers walking around my home and I don't have to worry about when I'm recording because there's literal banging and sanding and all that kind of stuff happening all the time. I'm going to be a very happy girl because <laughs> yeah, right now I'm. Oh my god, I got terrified by a builder today. Scared the pants off of me. I was all like burritoed up in a blanket in the basement because they were working on the top floor right mm -hmm. now of the floors. And and so I was in the basement and he came down to check on which direction we wanted the floorboards to go in the basement. And I didn't know he was coming down. So I was just like burritoed watching anime. And he comes down and he scares the absolute shit out of me because that's just all of a sudden a person I haven't seen before in my house. Who are you? Why are you here? It took me like a good few seconds to be like, oh, he's we're paying him to be here. He's supposed to be here. Did you not hear him come down the stairs? No, he, he actually was pretty quiet. And I had my headphones on as well, so. Uh, that explains everything. But yeah, our stairs are carpeted, so it muffles the sound quite well. Well, hey. for now. For now. For now, they're carpeted. <laughs> oh, I ordered a new rug today for my bedroom. Well, there you go. Yeah, I've never had to have a rug before. I guarantee you're going to use that rug to get everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's why I got it, because I was like, it's gonna the floors are going to get really cold. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to order myself a new pair of slippers. Actually, I asked for a new pair of slippers for Christmas from my mom. I was like, that's what I want. And, yeah, and I got a new rug that's going to go at the edge of my bed. So when I get out from my bed in the morning... I could just step into a big old fluffy floof <laughs> instead of cold floors. <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I've actually been doing Christmas shopping myself. Have you? Have you got anything fun? So I got my dad a watch because dad oh. absolutely loves watches. Nice. And I got one of my best friends an Ancestry DNA test thingy. 
Ooh, that's that exciting. A, and it can apparently test for like histories of cancer and everything else in the family. Mm-hmm. So it's like, here, you want this? You can have it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all I've gotten so far. Nice. Those are two good presents, though. So we I'm have- trying to decide what I want to get my grandmother, my uncle, and then Walker and Bree. Yeah, we have to decide what we're going to get for my grandma. She's going to be 95. Yeah, she turned 95 in November. Hmm. Yeah. Happy belated birthday, Grandma! Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure. Gonna... I'm not sure what I want to get Nana. Because mm. for someone that has everything she could possibly want, what the fuck do you get them? We always used to get my grandma puzzles, but mm. she can't see them anymore. So um, <laughs> now, yeah, now we tend to get her just like flowers ordered from a local florist, and mm. sometimes those books with like the really large print or. Uh, audiobooks because my uncle nicholas lives with her now so mm-hmm. sometimes and my uncle nicholas back in the day my uncle nicholas used to work for vodafone i don't know if you know who they are it's no. an old telephone company from europe mm-hmm. old phone company yeah he used to work for vodafone i don't know if they're still a thing or not but yeah i'm pretty sure they were like telus or shore or you know like a phone network mm-hmm. he used to work for them he lived in germany when he worked for them oh that's is good that's is good um I actually don't speak German. My brother and dad took German in grammar school, but I only mm-hmm. took French and Spanish. Ah, tu hablas español? <laughs> I took one semester of Spanish. I'm so I'm so awful at other languages. I wish I was much better at other languages. I know enough Spanish to get me by. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I know how to get a taxi in most languages. Reason being, because it's usually just taxi. <laughs> you can't tell them where the fuck you want to go. Just taxi. Just, well, you can order a taxi and then you can point at Google Maps. Sorry, I'm cocking my head and staring at my microphone like, Nani the fuck? Nani? Nani? Yeah. No, uh, you don't need language to communicate. Just point and go, ung. Ung. Well, isn't it, I think the statistic is like, Language is only 7% of communication. Something like that. It's something like that. It's a really small number compared to what you think it would be. Mm-hmm. The rest is like inflection and facial expression, body language, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which it's slightly harder now because of mask wearing. Yeah, that's true. Your voice is quite naturally deep, though. It is. However, mm. it gets worse. It with gets my customer worse. Service. No joke. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. We actually, we both have pretty deep voices. Like, for a girl, I have a pretty deep voice. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Naturally. I have a deep voice. Oh. So we're talking about deep voices now, are we? We're talking about deep voices. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful world. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping I'd get a, I'm Batman out of you, but no, I didn't get it. I'm, and I'm sad. Batman. Nah, that's forced. That's not. That's not funny. I'm Batman. I don't. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. You can do it. No, no, I can't. No, I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Where are the other trucks going? You know, like bat sonar. <laughs> ah, yeah, I get it. Or like baseball. <laughs> College humor. They're brilliant. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of all. I I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet. My mom's birthday's on the 10th, so we still got that to do. Y'all still planning on laptop? Laptop, yeah. Um, Fancy hand creams. And I was looking at some Sakura tea. 
Because mm-hmm. my mum's been drinking a lot more herbal tea recently because she's trying to lower her caffeine intake. Mm-hmm. And I think sakura tea is a white tea, so there's no caffeine in it. It's either a white oh. or a green. I'm pretty sure it's a white, though. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at that. And then laptop accessories. She got a nice laptop bag, but I was thinking about getting her, like, a cute little mouse mat and, like, a USB mouse and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, cute little accessories, things like that. I've contemplated getting a wireless mouse and a wireless headset here lately. Yeah. But I don't I don't know how well the input delay works with wireless headphones. Mm-hmm. Because you and I deal with enough desync issue as it is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that would potentially make it worse. I only use my Bluetooth headphones for my laptop. I use, mm-hmm. yeah, I have my Razer Kraken headphones. Kitty edition mm-hmm. for the podcast. Yeah, the quartz. Yeah. So yeah. I saw a full quartz setup the other day. Yeah. Pink is my second favorite color. Black is being it? first. Yes. Black and pink are my two favorite colors. So I saw one of those full quartz computer setups. Mm-hmm. Made me sick. <laughs> that much pink in one area just like made my stomach churn. I don't know what it is. I don't know what about it just made my stomach churn. Maybe it's just the paint person in me. That just yeah. that much pink clashes to me. You need the accent. What accent? No, well, like the color accent. Not. Like uh, the, but... <laughs> I was like, was I supposed to add an accent on some of that? No. <laughs> I can't do what the accents besides Arnold. I can do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like colored accent, like like an accent wall or. Contrasting oh, color. Oh, you're so smart. You'd sit there talking about colors, but I'm sitting here thinking like this. <laughs> Maybe um, I should do a whole podcast like this. Oh my god. <laughs> I t- that would damage your throat so bad. I mean, I've told you about the Macho Man stream, right? And why I basically refuse to do the Macho Man anymore? I think so. So I did an entire stream as the Macho Man, or as much as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. The next day I could not speak. Yeah, I bet. I've never had my throat be destroyed to the point where no sounds could come out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's... <laughs> I feel like I could do Arnold reasonably well, considering how much I use it in everyday life to where it's almost natural at this point. I feel like your neck tension would be too much. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I feel like you... the judge. I feel like you'd pull a muscle in your neck. <laughs> have to go into work the, ne- the next day in a neck brace. Yeah, uh, honestly. Bradley? What what happened? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> or it's like the old saying of, like, if you hold your eyes cross-eyed for too long, it'll stay that way. Oh, My yeah. My voice stays as Arnold permanently. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, uh, that would be I brilliant. always knew it as if the wind changes direction, then whichever funny face you're making, it'll stick. The wind changes, your face will stay. Never heard that. That's the old wives' tale I learned as a kid. Mm interesting yeah because then it works for more than just cross-eyed it works for if you're sticking out your tongue or wrinkling your nose or whatever hmm so shall we shall we get into the news yeah let's get into the news so farewell my dear kramer kramer i don't fucking know anyway soccer anime film reveals more staff and has set april 1st as its debut date Ooh. do you remember why i'm excited for this no What's my favorite anime of all time? Your Line April. This is the creators of Your Line April. Ah! It's their okay. next project. And it's about football. Yes. Such excite. 
I am beyond excited. I'm ready to cry my ever-loving eyes out. I don't know if I want to cry, but I do like sports animes. Either way, I think we're going to cry. Maybe. I hope so. I don't. (laughs) I want just immediate emotional attachment. I'm good with emotional attachment. I don't know if I want to cry. I want to cry. (laughs) Let me cry. (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) So, second piece of news. Inspector Mm -hmm. is officially getting its second season. Do-do-do-do-do, Inspector Gadget. No? Swiftly moving on. Oh. <laughs> oh. I haven't seen that in fucking ages. My brother does this really stupid thing where he says, go, go, Gadget, and then says something that's not a gadget. Like, go, go, Gadget, eat my dinner. And it's like, that's it's not a gadget. But you know what? That suits... Your family to a T. It does. It makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> I, He's really I, stupid. I can see that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I watched the first season, or halfway mm-hmm. through the first season, and then got distracted. But it has a really interesting premise. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where it goes for a second season. It's really interesting because it's it just premiered in January of this year. Mm-hmm. So to see it get a second season announced means I guess it did well enough. It didn't do extremely well to get its second season announced right off the bat, but still, it's exciting for sure. Yeah. Is is the first season two or one core? It's one core. Right. Do you know if the second season, have they spoken about how many episodes of the second season is going to be? They have not. At least the article didn't speak about it. Right. But then again, there's a lot of shows that we don't know how long the cores are going to be. Mm-hmm. Because I really wanted to schedule Dr. Stone in for April, for the first week of April. Yeah. But I'd stop myself because Dr. Stone was too core for its mm-hmm. first season. So I don't know how much the second season's going to go into. Yeah. And it comes out in January. I expect it's probably going to be too core. There's enough manga for it to be too core, but I don't... It was enough of a success for it to be two core as well. It just Mm -hmm. depends on, I suppose, where there's a really good stopping point and Mm -hmm. whether or not they've had the time and the funds and the ability, because of course they're all working from home now and Dr. Stone took a lot of research for that first season. Mm -hmm. So it's whether or not they have the the physical ability to make a two core season as good as they want it to be from home. I, I would be fine with it being one core. I would be as well, so long as it kept it the same quality. I would be upset if it was too core and then wasn't as good quality. So everything has been overall leading up to the Stone Wars. So as Mm -hmm. long as it sticks to that premise, holds true to the source material, and sticks to what the show is corely built upon, I'm fine with it being one core. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. But we will definitely see. I'm excited, though. January is going to kick the fuck off. Yeah, January this year is going to be everything that we hoped January last year was going to be. It it really is. You've got The Promised Neverland, Dr. Stone, ReZero. Just so much good stuff. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, this wasn't on my list of news to talk about. However, for those that are excited, the final season of Attack on Titan starts airing on Monday. Ooh, that is exciting. Yeah, December 7th. So the day after this podcast airs, it's going to be releasing. Mm. How far did you get with Attack on Titan? I am in the third season to the second core. I think I'm around there too. Maybe a little bit beforehand. Might be first core of the third season. 
the only reason I stopped is because the first core felt like dramatic deja vu. Mm-hmm. Because it followed the manga so well, and after the second season ended, Walker and I went out and bought all the manga and mm-hmm. binge read it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it it was kind of awkward. Yeah, I can imagine that. It's just, it was so odd watching it through, and he and I were watching it week to week mm-hmm. at the time. So it was just one of those things of, huh, okay, this is weird. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see where the fourth season goes, especially since it swapped studios. Yeah. Because the studio that was doing it just could not handle what the fourth season needed to be. Yeah. Because they've always been a smaller studio, so they wanted to pass it off, and I think it was MAPPA that got it. And MAPPA does really great work, so I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be interested to know what the hardcore fans think, because Attack on Titan's got a pretty cult following behind it. There's a lot of casual Mm -hmm. viewers, but there's a lot of people that are, like, really hardcore for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to be interested to see what they think, because they have very strong opinions on it. And I know that a lot of people were really upset that it kind of differed from the manga for a while. Yeah, the entire second season basically doesn't exist in the Mm -hmm. manga. But they did well with straying back to it for the third season. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. With it being the final season, I need to get caught up just so I can watch it. Yeah. Because I just want to know, because the visuals that I've seen, it looks great. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess we'll see. Yeah. So shall we we talk about what we've talked about every single week for the past like eight or nine weeks? And we back on Demon Slayer? We are... So, the Demon Slayer film has earned the Hochi Film Award for animation. Ooh, okay. So, that's exciting. Yeah. The Violet Evergarden film was also nominated. However, seeing Demon Slayer take it, that's awesome. It makes me happy. Demon Slayer yeah. deserves all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. But, that is not the only news we have for Demon Slayer. Okay. So Demon Slayer has officially sunk the Titanic to become the second highest grossing film of all time in Japan. Awesome. So what's left? Spirited Away, Spirited right? Spirited Away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. to date, the Demon Slayer film has sold a total of 20,532,177 tickets for a total of 27,512,483,050 yen for about a grand total of $265 million US. So I'd say probably 325 million Canadian. Sounds about right. If I had to take a bullshit guess, but not only that, it's earned that much in 45 days. Yeah. That's insane. That is Just really in Japan alone. Yeah, that is really insane. That's exciting. I'm I can't fucking wait, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see if it is going to top Spirited Away. I think it will. At this point, there's too much hype for it to not. Mhm. Because in 45 days, it's racked up 27.5 billion yen. Spirited mm-hmm. Away is at 30.8. Mhm. So, I'd say give it 2 weeks. Yeah, how much longer is it does it is it going to be out for? So, 45 days is seven and a half weeks. Violet Evergarden has been popular enough to be in theaters for a total of ten weeks. Mm -hmm. And it still hasn't sold anywhere near as much as Demon Slayer. Right, so you think it's going to be in there for at least three more weeks minimum. At bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I could see it being a stunt to keep it in theaters long enough until it breaks Spirited Away's record. Yeah, Because obviously it's a time, too, where the theaters need to continue to make money. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, why would you stop showing something that is that popular? Yeah. 
And there's not that much stuff coming out right now to try to compete with it as well. So why, if you're not have something like push itself out of the box office, why would you drop it? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I could see them dropping it at some point, but then bringing it back out as like a worldwide release just to yeah. regenerate some of the steam in Japan again, just to continue to set records as it goes. Because I don't see anything breaking Demon Slayer's record at this point. Yeah, I don't know. It's I feel like it's quite common relatively common for more modern movies to break old records purely because of population increase and financial stability Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of people are turning to entertainment right now for comfort because of everything that's happening in the world so really everything kind of slotted into place for demon slayer to be set up really well yeah i don't know if demon slayer would be doing what it was doing now if it weren't for covid yeah agreed but I could still see it being a main box office a- attraction just because of the Demon Slayer culture over mm-hmm. in Japan. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've talked to Janessa about it, but I have. And Demon Slayer, even before the film came out, just exploded over mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I knew it was one of their top animes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting how, because Japan has dealt with the virus very differently to a lot of other countries, mm-hmm. mainly because they're an island and they can cut off their borders and not have to worry about people coming in. They can just cut their, close their borders and, and they're good. Mm-hmm. Whereas like for Canada, for instance, we still choose to let Americans drive up through Canada to get to Alaska because Alaska's American, right? So yes. <laughs> no, Alaska's Russian. I, um, <laughs> I mean... You can see Russia from across the pond, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> and yeah, because of that, it's caused the spread of more... Alberta's sucking big time right now with the corona stuff. Mm. We're winning on on every every other Canadian province and territory. Alberta is winning at COVID numbers. It's not a good thing. I was going to say, that... It's not something that needs to be boasted. <laughs> no, it's really bad. It's really, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And people are acting like such idiots here as well. And it's making me really frustrated because they're not going outside wearing masks. And I don't understand why it's not completely mandatory provincially wise. Like, why is it not a provincial law put in place that you need to wear a mask unless for some medical reason? And if it's if there's a medical reason why you can't wear a mask, then you need to be wearing a face shield. Mm-hmm. Grr. 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 But no, I agree 100%. Hmm. You want to talk about how bad Alberta's sucking? Just look at us. I was going to say, we're not quite on America's level of sucking, but we're getting No that. one is on America's <laughs> level of sucking. Damn it. This shit is fucking awful. Yeah, it's like, what is it? Top three countries are America, India, and Brazil, I think, right now? And that's three of the most populated countries in the world. <laughs> Yeah. Or they have, like, some of the densest population, I guess. Yeah. Uh, America doesn't have... America's got dense population in specific areas. But we are also, like, freedom, go wherever the fuck we want, and everything else. Because then you end up with, like, your prairie states that have, like, 1,500 people in the entire state. (laughs) Yeah. So shall shall we get into the show before you crash on me? I think that's a good idea. I do have a coffee near me, but, you know, it's it's trying its best. I'm relying on it. I fucked up. My water is across the room, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna have to roll with it and try to get through this without dying. Why don't you go grab it right now? No. 
Okay, then. Once you get going into the episodes, I'll go grab it. That way you can... Chugging along. Uninterruptedly. Yeah, that way you can just hit it hard. Whatever okay. the fuck I'm trying to say. I don't Sounds know. good. So, Brad, if we're jumping straight into K on Season 2, I need some background. No, you don't. Oh. Everything is exactly the same as Season 1. <laughs> same director, same studio. Same director, same studio. It was directed by Naoko Yamada. Mm-hmm. It was done by Kyoto Animation, which Blue and I have heavily discussed all yeah. throughout the year at this point. It's my favorite animation studio, hands down. The stuff that they do is beautiful. Uh, Kyoto's just great. Mm-hmm. This is a very different animation style for them as well. It's very specific, the way that they draw the characters. Yeah, it's very toned down compared to everything else that they do, but... Mm-hmm. You can still see the Kyoto, fucking hell, the Kyoto animation style in the instruments and the food. I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, you can absolutely see it in the shading and the guitars, I feel like, specifically. And there are a couple moments as well where there's just, like, picturesque scenery or really interesting stills. One thing with Kyoto Animation that I notice specifically with them more than with other animation studios is that they take almost, like, photographs or stills and insert them throughout episodes of whatever it is that they're producing Mm -hmm. and you see that i see that quite a lot in a lot of their works but the stills that they take are there's always something like unique about them in this one specifically in this season specifically there were a couple of ones one where they were at a concert and they were in the crowd of the concert and they had some like lighting to it and then there were a couple of uh, uh, there was another one where they were in the rain or they were like wet somehow I can't remember how and that and it looked like they were doing like camera tricks but of course it's animation mm-hmm. I thought that, that that's quite interesting I like how th- that they do that and I feel like that's kind of a signature of the studio that I've noticed recently and even though the animation style of the characters is very different in this I feel like that could be one of the things that could trigger a lot of people into connecting the studio to the anime Mm-hmm. Not only that, but you can see the full effect of Kyoto's animation style in the OPs and EDs. Yeah. Because just the way they're animated is just Kyoto-esque. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to give... I'm not going to do... We're not going to do a quick overview with the spoiler chicken hats... Uh, without the spoiler chicken hats on today, because we're already in season two. So, I, I suppose I could give... It's picking up right where the first season yeah yeah so So it's i guess i could give a quick overview just of like the entire premise of the show it's just around uh five main high school girls who are in the light music club and they're in a band together and it's just shenanigans of the five of them getting you know messing around it's very slice of lifey there's very little music for it to be considered a music anime way less than like your lie in april or whatever there's a lot of times hands down yeah there's a lot of times where there's an entire episode where there is no music in it other than the OPRED. So it's like themed around music, but it's not about music. Yes. Okay, spoiler chicken hats on. We're in season two. So. Track of this chicken spoiler. <laughs> chicken spoiler hat, spoiler chicken hat, whatever it is that you got on your head. Chicken noodle soup, go. I wouldn't put chicken noodle soup on your head. That sounds like a bad time. But, but, but. <laughs> but you get wet. But. And sticky. But. Sticky. Possibly burnt. Yeah, it's going to dry on you. That's going to be sticky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So yeah, we're picking up right where we left off after season one. We are in our senior year for our main four girls, except for um, Azusa, who is their co-high. So she's a year younger than them. She's in her junior year. And thus, yeah, every, that's where that's where we start off. And we're only going up to episode 13 today. So if you want to hear the rest of it, then that's going to be in the midweek episode that we're going to be dropping later on. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Starting off with episode one, titled appropriately senior seniors i can speak seniors <laughs> and the new school year starts and yuri is in the same class with all of her friends except azusa who is a kohai so she's actually in yuri's sister's class and yuri gets worried about recruiting new members so that the club won't be disbanded when they graduate leaving azusa alone however they soon decide that they're okay with just being a group of five and they decide that they're going to look into recruiting later on in the year. That's basically the first episode. To be honest, there's not a lot to go on about for notes for this show because there's very little that actually happens in the show that's noteworthy, that's noteworthy in the in the sense that it's a lot of skits and small sketches, things like that that are really hard to put down. So I've just put down the main premise of each episode rather than specific details like I would normally go into during these notes. And I feel like we're going to rip past these pretty quickly. So Brad, if you have any specific things about episodes that you want to talk about, I'm probably not going to get into them in my notes. So feel free to like bug me and bring them up. No, because, well, no, maybe, I don't know. Episode 13 made me laugh a lot. Mm -hmm. So maybe that one. But I can, I can see why, because this show is similar to, I guess, like the Daily Lives of High School Boys and Tonica-kun, in that it's more kind of skit-oriented, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's different in that there's an overarching story with every episode. Yeah. Or, in fact, the entire season is an overarching story, because it takes place over the four main characters' senior year, so... It's an overarching story. Every episode has a point, but it's still very skittish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every every episode has a point. There is a general plot line, but there's no kind of dramatics that are consistent. Like, if you miss an episode, you're not going to be, like, worried about having missed something integral to the storyline later on. You can mm-hmm. very easily skip an episode and still feel like you didn't. Uh, so listen. <laughs> what? I might have fallen asleep during episode eight. Mm-hmm. And woke up during episode nine and just said, fuck it, and go back and watch episode but that's, eight. <laughs> that's honestly the kind, of, the kind of way this anime is. It's why I'm going to get ahead on my opinion a little bit here. I wouldn't recommend this as a binge-worthy anime. Reason being, I feel like you get really bored of it. That point is actually proven by the fact that I was watching this second season and my brother comes out of his room and he says, oh, is that K-On? I dropped it during the second season because I got really bored of it. And it's because he binged it and then he was like, it was just too much n- nothing happening. You know what I mean? Because if you watch it all the way through, the, the overarching storyline isn't enough to keep you hooked to the small skit, skits and sketches that have a very similar humor. So if you're watching it all within a two or three day period, I feel like you would get very bored of it quickly. I mean, I could I could see that, but I'm also going to disagree. Mm-hmm. Because again, I don't know if it's because this anime fell in at a good time where everything is just kind of stressed to the max and everything else, but I needed this. Yeah. Like, it fell into place at a great time. It has been... I've laughed my ass off with it, and I've just really enjoyed sitting down and watching it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, 
I enjoyed the second half a lot better up to the point of what I've seen. Because right before we started recording, I text Blue and I was like, these motherfuckers. They saved the best OP and ED for last. Yeah, uh, I actually haven't seen past episode 13, which is what we're going to be discussing today. So I don't know what the new OP and ED, the second OP and ED is like. I only know the first one and I hate it. Same. Yeah, actively now, hate the I first don't, OP. I don't overly hate the first OP. In fact, I really like how they animate Yui singing it mm-hmm. while she's playing it. Because to me, in anime, I love that. Yeah. Because you know that's got to be hard to do, to an extent. Yeah. So to see them do it and stay in sync with it, while everything else that's going on is happening, especially with that spinning camera style that they do on it, Mm -hmm. that's great. And then the ED, I don't like it. Mm Mm-hmm. I like the animation. The animation on the OP and ED is phenomenal. Yeah, I agree with that. the music I could do without. I, I would agree with that. The the animation is fine. I enjoyed it. I do actively don't like the music, though. I think you'll like the second half better. Although I will say, we made a great call with 13 because the OP and EDs don't shift until 14. Ah, perfect. So that's inadvertently a great decision to stop at 13. Perfect. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yeah. So let's jump into episode two, Clean Up. The group decides that they're going to clean up the club room closet because it's packed with a load of crap. When Yui actually finds an old guitar from the original Light Music Club. Turns out it was Sawako, their teacher's uh, old guitar, and she ends up giving them permission to sell it. Turns out that it's a really rare guitar from the 60s, and uh, even though that there's some kind of sub- subtractions for it because of the... It's not the fretboard. What is it? The one at the bottom that holds all the strings together at the the base of the strings. Can't remember. But that was replaced. And so it um, had some... Yeah, it had some subtractions because of that from its overall price. But they still end up getting 500,000 yen for it, which is about 5,000 American dollars. You normally just take off two digits for you to get to American dollars. And they end up getting a lot of money for it. They try and hide it, but the Sawako ends up finding out how much that they got for it and says that... They can choose one thing for the club room with the money. The seniors end up getting a turtle that they named Ton so that Azusa has a kohai too, which is quite cute. Did you notice that Ton the turtle uh, and uh, cheerleader from last week is also called, called Ton? Yes. No, the girlfriend, yeah. Yep. I was and laughing one thing I will that. say, hmm? I did watch this dubbed. Mm-hmm. Like I did the first season. Mm-hmm. But this one was purely out of, with it just being for jokes, I figure I might as well watch it dubbed just to where I can not necessarily half-ass watch it, but watch it while I'm getting stuff done. Because again, the wood heater is very important right now. Mm -hmm. And after having watched the first season kind of split and then watching this one through fully dubbed, I prefer the dub. Do you? I feel like some of the jokes come across very well. And the they even talk about the amount that they spend perfectly in English. Like, I guess they redub the lips to where it just fit whatever the American dollar amount is. Mm. So it's surprisingly good. I will say that I feel like they did a really good job with the subtitles in, like, trying to make the jokes work. There were a couple mm-hmm. of times when I was watching it where they did play on words of different puns, because puns are huge in Japanese culture. And they did a couple of puns, and I did actively notice that in the subtitles they had changed the wording 
to make it so that it was like a play on words in English as well, mm. which I so, appreciate. Oh yeah, and I feel like that might be another reason why you and I like anime so much. It's because of the puns, and you and I are very much pun people. We are pun people. We do like our puns. We are very punny. Mm. Episode three, drummer Ritsu sees the footage um, that was filmed of them during their performance. Did it? Did I write in here that they did the opening ceremony performance? Did I just not write that down? You did not talk about that. I didn't talk about that. They, I, I know that they did it. They did the opening ceremony for, well, not the opening ceremony, the... The freshman welcoming ceremony. Freshman welcoming ceremony. Thank you very much. They did that in episode one, I think it was. It was either episode one or episode two, but I want to say episode one. Yeah, I feel like it was episode one because that was the episode about recruiting and that was, yeah, based on that. So got to include that. But yeah, Ritsu ends up seeing the footage of her from that performance and from all of their other performances from the previous years. And when she sees the footage, she ends up noticing that she's always shadowed in the back because she's on drums. So she decides to drop the drums and decide she wants to play a different instrument. She tests out the guitar and the keyboard, but after going home and watching an old video of her favorite idol, uh, the drummer from The Who, I can't remember his name, but I like the band, and she finds... And she ends up finding peace with the fact that she's in the back because she's kind of supporting her friends from behind. Her random keyboard playing, though, actually inspires Moogie to write a new song that we don't get to hear. No, in fact, there's a couple times in this season that new songs are written and we don't hear shit. Yeah, it's actually kind of really annoying because they play Fua Fua time so much that, but they don't, it's like in their opening ceremony performance, you didn't actually get to watch a performance. They go to start playing and then they don't have a performance. Like it skips it. Time skips. And that happens a lot. And then you hear them practicing and it's always the old songs from the first season. And then they'll tease you a new a new song or new lyrics or something. And then you'll never actually get to hear it. And I think that there's only one new song in 13 episodes of the first first core of the of the show, of the second season. Wait, we got a new song? Yeah, wasn't there? At the tea party for the fan club. Pure, pure heart. Was that a new song or was that an old song? I didn't notice if it was a new song. It may or may not have been if a new song. it th- was a new song, they did not make a big deal out of it being a new song. Yeah, I, I heard it and thought it was a new song because of the fact that they were teasing new lyrics and, and in previous episodes saying that, it, that they had a new song kind of figured out, but I genuinely can't remember because it's been so long since I watched the first season. You know what's odd? What? So Yui is the lead singer of the band and the guitarist, right? Kind of, yeah. And yet in all of the EDs, Mio is the lead singer. Yeah, I feel like her and Mio are kind of like 50-50 split on singing. But also the Mio that's in the EDs just does not suit her actual character being the shy, standoffish one at all. Mm. I don't know if you paid enough attention to that or not. Yeah, I do feel like Mio's character is sometimes a bit contradictory with her shy persona. Which I think with her being a bassist, that instrument suits her to a T. Agreed. In fact, every single one of the characters, their instrument fits them to a T. Mm-hmm. At least from an anime perspective, because every single one fits of what you think that person would be. Mm-hmm. And yet, just the way they do Mio in the EDs just does not stick well with me. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. I feel like there was so much less about music this 
first half of this season compared to the first season. But I guess they were just trying to build more stuff, I guess. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that they're not... But then, I mean, they were doing a lot more establishing in the first season because they were establishing the concept of the show and getting Yui into music. So that took up a lot of, like, music time because they went to go to a music store to buy a guitar and thus, like, conversations happen more around music. But so, I really do... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... Something I big wanted has more. to happen this season. Yeah. Well, do you remember... It's probably going to happen in the second season. Mm. Do you remember our comments at the end of the first season were that we wanted them to perform outside of school more. Mm -hmm. And so far, they have barely performed, let alone outside of school. Well, listening to all the comments and everything that we got from people about this, because this is hands down the most requested show that we've had on here so far. Like, everyone was clamoring to get the second season of this. Mm -hmm. So something has to happen in this season, because this is everyone's favorite season of the show. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'd love for us to get through this on Sunday, and you to be able to go to your brother and be like, hey, it's actually worth it. Yeah, watch the second half. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I hope that something more happens, because I feel like there's just been a lot of filler episodes so far. Well, it definitely seems like it's leading to something in mm -hmm. the second core. Yeah. Because, again, they're working towards the school festival in the yeah. second half. Half. Whatever. I was hoping... I can't speak. <laughs> I was hoping that something was going to happen with that talent show. We'll get to that. But, yeah, nothing really happened. I don't know. I So far, I feel like I'm being teased. You know? They're suggesting mm -hmm. new songs. They're suggesting a big plot line. They're suggesting a big performance. And, and so far, I haven't gotten it yet. And it's frustrating, but I hope that when I do get it... Uh, it's going to be worth the wait, you know? Again, the build there has to be something. Benefit. But also, I don't think that we necessarily have the right, the right mindset going into this. After going off of a straight month of nothing but nonstop action the entire time of what we've been watching. Agreed. Yeah, this is very much a s more slow-paced compared to a little sports anime that we've previously been watching. Mm -hmm. But again, there's been enough light-heartedness to kind of break up everything. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it, but the festival in episode 13, just, I had a blast with that episode. I loved every bit of that. I still think season one is funnier so far. I could see it, but episode mm -hmm. 13 for the second core is a blast. Or for the first yeah. core, second season, whatever. I can, I can <laughs> words, I do podcasts good, ung. We can speak. Okay, episode four, field trip. The girls, the seniors, go on a field trip together, and Mio attempts to keep them well-behaved. But their jokes and wild behaviour cannot be contained. Soon enough, after a pillow fights, monkey encounters, getting lost with uh, their crazy ways, they end up breaking through Mio's well-behaved airs, and she is left giggling with the rest of them. Yui wishes that they can bond... They can... Yui wishes that they can be a band together even after they graduate. It's a really sweet episode. It's fun. It's, I don't, I understand they have to have episodes without Azusa because obviously it's focusing primarily on the four seniors. Mm -hmm. And then they do make it up with like episodes of Azusa afterwards. But it is kind of like a little bit upsetting when she's not included. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know. Um, I can see that without a doubt. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know. I liked this one. I liked that they... I, if, as a filler episode, this is probably my favorite of the ones that don't really have anything. It, nothing really big happens in them that is going to affect future storylines. 
You see, I will disagree with that because mm-hmm. of the episode that we'll get to. I think it was 11 or 12 whenever Moogie and Drummer... Uh, Ritsu? Ritsu, whenever they had their day out. Mm-hmm. I think that one's probably my favorite, but I enjoyed this one as well. Mm-hmm. Episode 5, Staying Behind. This, this episode shows what Azusa gets up to whilst the others are away. She hangs out with Ui and gets a friend from their jazz club, who I wrote down her name, um, June. June from the, uh, from the jazz from the jazz club, to have a sleepover. On their Sunday off, they plan to go to the zoo, but it's raining, so they end up going to the batting cages, where Ui continues to be brokenly good at everything. She's just broken. She's brokenly OP. Yes. And then they go and feed the turtle, Ton, and they have a bit of a jam session, which is kind of cute to see, because Azusa... It's nice to see Azusa hanging out with the girls that are in the same year as her, and you are slowly getting more familiar with June here, which I believe is going to be more important later on, hopefully, mm-hmm. considering what happened in episode 13. Yes. The seniors end up getting back from their trip and they bring Azusa a really cute souvenir keychain. They reach, uh, all five of them have a character on their keychain and the keychain spell Light Music Club when they're all put together. It's really cute. Episode six, Rainy Season. This episode I thought was pretty funny. It was enjoyable, for sure. Mm -hmm. The rainy season is in full swing, and Yui is worried about Gita getting wet. So she protects him and ends up getting soaked herself. The band recommends leaving their instruments in the club room the next night, and Yui has to spend her first night away from Gita since she got him. Her poor boyfriend. Poor, poor Gita. Poor, poor Gita. And Elizabeth. (laughs) It was... It's such an enjoyable episode. It is. It's really stupid. It's and, just a stupid episode. And the fact that Mio just ends up continuing to call her base, Elizabeth, is just, oh, I love it. It's so good. It's so dumb, but so enjoyable. Again, I feel like the reason this show works for me is because they do a really good job of depicting high school girls acting like high school girls. Yeah, I feel like that. I definitely did some really dumb stuff when I was in high school. Yeah, it's not super tropey. I mean, it has its trope moments, don't get me wrong. But it just, it depicts high school girls just in their natural habitat. Yeah, yeah. No, I I did some weird stuff when I was in high school. (laughs) I was in film class. And so basically they just gave us a camera and said, go do what you want so long as you get it edited and finish your projects we were just like given all of the projects at the beginning of the semester and had to complete them by the end of the semester mm-hmm. so we just had basically had a free period but with a camera and so we would just drive around to like random cabins and then like by the lake and film like random stuff just horror films yeah it was a good time we had a good time we so- never got any work done sounds like my econ class it was a good time enjoyed it such a great time mm-hmm. i uh I did, for one of the films, they needed some special, one of the groups needed some special effects. It was all uh, all boys group. Mm -hmm. So I did a black eye on one of the, one of the lads. And he posted on Facebook, look what I got at school today and posted a picture. But he didn't tag me in it or like give me credit for being the one who spent like an hour doing the makeup. And so I went into the comments of the post and said, yeah, I gave it to him. (laughs) And everyone was like, you punched him? (laughs) 
And I was like, yep. Chalcone <laughs> punch. Yeah, absolutely didn't was makeup. But he didn't give me credit, so. Gotta give credit where credit's due. Yeah, I spent so long on that makeup. And he was like, look what I got at school today. Didn't tag me. Rude. Rude. Oh, that's a, that's a hell of a heads up. Huh? So one of my really good buddies that I do sound and stuff with at church just sent a text or a group text. And he's like, hey, so we're getting consoles in on the truck tonight. So if you want one, you better be there as soon as we open in the morning. Ah. He's like, I don't know which ones, but it's either going to be obviously the Xbox or the PS5. So he's like, be there. That's good. Cool. Exciting. It's like, I appreciate the heads up. I have no intention of buying any of those because my PC can still outwork any of those consoles right now. Mm -hmm. But still, I was like, appreciate the heads up, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Episode 7, Tea Party. Mio has a hardcore fan club that was created back when she was in her first year. And it was actually by their now graduated senpai. Nadoka, who is Yui's childhood friend and the student council president, we'd seen her a lot in season one, was actually given the position of fan club leader when her senpai left, but has neglected it because of her duties in student council as a student council president and because she's friends with Mio and feels like it's kind of weird and just wasn't really into the fan club thing. So she ended up really neglecting her commitments there. So she asks the uh, the band... So she asks the band to help them do something fun for the fan club. So they end up actually hosting a Mio-themed tea party where we possibly get a new song, Pure Pure Heart. I don't know if it's a new song or not. It may be a song that we got in the first season. I wrote down it was a new song, but now that I think about it, very well could not be. Uh, We'll get back to you on that for the next episode. Yeah. Episode 8, Career. Yui and Ritsu have trouble filling out their career path forms, so they end up, like, asking around and trying to figure out what they want to do. And they the only thing they can decide on is wanting to be musicians. But without any plans for schooling or set goals, their forms are constantly rejected. And a bunch of childhood stories are shared, and they never end up submitting their forms, or that we see. Just like yeah, a bunch of... I definitely fell asleep during this episode because I don't remember any of that yeah it's a lot of flashback stories childhood stories um specifically between naroka and yui and mio and ritsu well that sounds adorable yeah it's it's pretty cute baby yui is freaking adorable and ritsu and mio's relationship i feel like it's pretty standard i feel like that's what i kind of expected it to be Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I recommend giving it a watch if you want to learn more about their backstories, uh, how they became friends. I will definitely give that a watch before the next episode as well. I will do my repenting for my awfulness. <laughs> for your awfulness. Gomenasai, Kamisama. I have, I have done wrong. <laughs> but you see what I mean about it being pretty difficult for me to write specific notes? Because if I was going to write specific notes, I'd have to write specific notes on every single one of their childhood stories. And their childhood stories are like 30 seconds a piece, right? So I would end up with pages and pages and pages of notes that are not relevant to the overarching story. Agreed. Yeah, it doesn't... I can't say I blame you for not taking notes. Mm. Episode 9. Finals. 
With exams approaching, Yui is actually studying when she bumps into her sweet old lady next door neighbor who asks if she wants to compete in a local talent show. However, it's the day after the final exams. So Yui decides that she's gonna complete compete solo so that the other band members could focus on their studying. But Azusa volunteers to join her as she's not in her senior year and she's already prepped for her exams. They perform and the old lady tells Yui that she's proud of her, the young lady that she's become. She also does well on her tests. Question. Yeah. Did the sub do the same thing that the dub did whenever Yui introduced Azusa to Grandma? I don't know. What did they do in the dub? So she introduced Azusa as Azumiyan because of the cat ear thing. Oh, okay. And Grandma s- sticks with it. If they did, I didn't notice. I noticed it right off the bat, and I had a ball. I could not stop laughing when that happened. I was like, that's that's an old person thing to do. <laughs> like, it, you know how old people, and people in general, whenever a kid says something, they'll just roll with it? Yeah. That's just, yes. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. What I did you think it. of their performance, of Yui's and Azusa's performance? I got a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, just the whole banter at the beginning of it? Yeah. <laughs> that was... It was just so Yui. Absolutely. So I, I enjoyed it. I was kind of upset that we didn't get to see the full song. But then again, this is me about, like, this is my thing about wanting more music from it. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen the full song. And I don't believe that they showed Yui playing her guitar at all during it. Azusa was playing, Yui was singing, and Yui was clapping. But I didn't hear her playing her guitar or see her playing her guitar in it. And yeah, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen because she was specifically going there to show off her guitar skills to the grandma. I mean, I don't know. I agree with you in that they definitely kind of skipped the whole plot point of them being in the talent show. Yeah. But also, I don't know how two electric guitars going whenever they're trying to do a folk version of Fua Fua Time. Mm. would have necessarily have worked. I I just feel like maybe they could have had Azusa sing for a little bit and then have Yui play and then switch. Even though Azusa doesn't really sing, but it would have just been, I don't know, because specifically the reason why the grandma gives her the invite to the talent show is because grandma's been like, oh, you've been consistent with playing your guitar all three years of high school. I want to see you play. And then they never show her playing. I feel like that was kind of a plot hole. Honestly, what they could have done is they could have explained everything that they were doing to Salvachan. Mm-hmm. And she brought them acoustic guitars that she could have got from some of her band buddies. Yeah. Or they that could have. That would have been slick. Or June and from the jazz club and gotten them. I'm sure they would have had acoustic guitars. Yeah. Regardless, as if they had done that with acoustic guitars instead. Yeah. I would have been fine with that. But again, since they went with the folk version of it, like I said, I don't know how. I wasn't okay with them doing a folk version with two electric guitars going to begin with. I mean, there are some folk music that does include electric guitars, but there's also not. I mean, like, Bob Dylan was originally booed off of stage when he first brought out an electric guitar, so... Um, Bob Dylan. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know. I feel... I Yeah, it, that's one thing I did notice, though, that I just wish that they had shown even just a second of her playing guitar... Specifically mm-hmm. because the old lady gave them the invite due to the fact that she played guitar. Yeah. No, I agree. It was a plot hole. Success. Episode 10. Teacher! Sawako's old friend from school wants her to perform with her old bandmates at her wedding. So uh, Sawako actually doesn't want to perform because it's going to ruin her good girl image. 
because of course she was in like a heavy metal rock band back in high school and she's got this sweet teacher image right now. The band attempts to actually fill in for her and play with her old band, but they're just too cute and Sawako ends up snapping and jumping on stage and performing properly. And everyone at school finds out and she's surprised that she's still popular. She kind of got another level to her and everyone was like, oh my god, you're amazing. Even though she's this sweet teacher who was once in a heavy metal band. Yes. What did you think of Sawako's performance? Because we got a full set of that. We we got the the full song of that. I was happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing I will say, they did a really good job with the English dub cast. Mm-hmm. With casting characters that sound like their Japanese counterparts. Because if I'm not mistaken, the voice actors that they got for the show actually do the songs in the show. I could be I... wrong, but if I'm wrong, then that's some even better casting than what I'm giving them credit for. Mm-hmm. Because... They do a phenomenal job. So the fact that they did that with Salachan is great. Mm-hmm. But also it was good to actually see her cut loose. Yeah, it was a... I actually really enjoyed the... I, I noticed the animation of her hair. Because she's at the wedding and she's got her hair up. She gets on stage, she pulls her hair down. But and that's not... And it goes into full Kyoto animation, like, hair. It really does. It it The hair... The way that I noticed it was that, like, a couple of pieces fly back and then they're forward and it, it looks really pretty and it changes her entire expression and develops her into this way more, like, hardcore rock and roll chick that when she's dressed in a really... Like, she's dressed in a cocktail dress and, and heels because she was at a wedding and and they this hair change changed her entire visual character description it was really well done with that and the lighting i thought it, i thought it was very visually it's storytelling yeah visually captivating yeah yeah because it lot. just the second that the animation changes like she takes off her glasses and lets her hair down just the way that the animation shifts and goes into more detail and the way that all that falls into place it just immediately draws you in mm-hmm. it was awesome i really enjoyed it yeah i did too agreed Episode 11, hot. Everyone's overheating in the sweltering summer. Their club room has no air conditioning, and so they're trying to find ways to cool off. Ton, the turtle, malts, and so Yugi goes with Sawako to go pick up a bigger tank. Ritsu preps to ask for an air conditioner from the student council and is successful in acquiring one. I like how they did all of that prep. She goes in to present to the student council to be like, yeah, we need this. And they did so much prep of giving all the different scenarios of what could be said whenever they proposed it to the student council. And there was nothing. 100%. Yeah. They were just like, uh, okay, you want a, you want an air conditioner? Approved. And I expected that to happen. Like, it was 100% predictable. Oh, hugely predictable. That that I was going to happen. And yet, I got a laugh out of it. Yeah, it did make me chuckle. I don't think I laughed properly out loud throughout this entire first half of the season that I've watched, but then I'm not very expressive when I watch 
stuff. So that could just be a me thing. There were lots of little like chuckles or like half smiles and things like that where it's like, oh, that was amusing. I didn't get any belly laughs out of this. So I got a laugh out of that. I got a laugh out of the strawberry stealing in episode 11 or 12, I think. Right. Or is that one of the newer episodes? That might be one of the newer episodes because I don't know about that. Uh, but then episode 13 for one very particular moment and whenever you get to episode 13 i'm gonna send you a gif just because (laughs) you need to be reminded of it (laughs) just talk about it (laughs) okay well then let's jump on to episode 12 summer vacation the group decides they can have another training camp over the summer. And so they go to a music festival in the mountains. They see lots of cool bands and they have a great time together, promising each other that the next time they come into the festival, they'll play there, not watch. It's a really cute episode. It's um, just them having a good time. This is the episode where you get to see that one clip, the, the one photograph, the still of them headbanging basically in the crowd and it's a really cool still so whoever did the art for that I really really like that it's the kind of thing where you could see people making prints of it and having it as like wall decor oh yeah agreed Mm -hmm. uh what did you think of the concert the festival the festival was enjoyable I really enjoyed all the slice of lifey elements of all them hanging out together Moogie wanting yakisoba so bad and she didn't get it. I know. That's so sad. So sad. But honestly, Moogie's character is just, I think she's one of my favorite female characters or just one of my favorite characters we've covered, period, on the show, just because it's just great. Yeah, there's little moments where she doesn't know what something is, like in the episode where they're about to take their final exams and Yui sees a discount bin and Ritsu just like casually tells Muki what a discount is. Do you remember that? It's like yes, not even I a do. big thing. It's just such a small little joke that they snuck in there to be like, yeah, she's rich. If, in case you forgot, she's rich. So two of the moments that I've talked about have been in episodes 14 and 15. So you'll, there's more of that in episode 14, but it's a lot more blatant. Fun. Okay, I'm so excited for you'll, that. You'll enjoy that. Episode 14 and 15, they were both laughs. Uh, I can definitely see it getting better as the show goes along, without a doubt. I can see how this one would be a bit of a slow burner Mm -hmm. to get into, which makes me just excited for Sunday. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, so let's jump into the last episode that we're going to be covering today. Episode 13, Late Summer Greeting Card. Aziza is lonely during the end of summer, and as the other four band members are working really hard on their studies, she dreams of a lot of different adventures with them, and they all kind of end up not really happening the way that she originally wanted them to. And she ends up meeting up with Ui and June, and they go hang out together before meeting up with the rest of the seniors for a firework festival, summer festival. She manages to persuade June to drop the jazz club and join the light music club. Now she won't be alone next year after the seniors graduate. Yata! Yata! New member acquired. And that is where we got to before we're stopping off to start on with episode 14 summer training during the midweek episode. So far, I'd give it a six and three quarters. I'd give it a flat six so far. I'm breaking our own rating scale for a minute. Because if I start going into the second half with like episodes 14 and 15, 
I'm leaning more towards a seven, but because of everything else that's happened to this point, I feel like giving it a six to a six and a half is being too harsh. Okay. So six and three quarters. Sure. We'll go with it. We can always add in new scales. I'm giving it a I flat mean, six right now. I am I'm very excited about the second half of the season. I'm going to say that. I think... I hope that more exciting stuff happens. I hope that they perform more, that we get more music. Um, And I'm excited to see how June integrates with the rest of the band. I don't know whether or not she's going to be continuing on in the jazz club until the end of the year, or if she's going to quit the jazz club now and then join the light music club right off the bat. I'm not sure how that's going to work, so I'm interested to see how that turns out later on. And I hope that we get some new songs. I hope that we get more performances. At least, at least one really, like, full performance where you get to see the full song all the way through. That's what I'd hope. And I hope that we get to see them performing outside of school again and and doing some more, like, actively trying to become a band, an established band in the local area. So we're guaranteed one full performance because of the school festival. Mm-hmm. But who's to say what else we're going to get? Because I don't know. Yeah. Because what I'm hoping for from the band is that they continue playing after they graduate. So far, season one went through first and second year of their high school. And then now season two, they're in, they've just finished summer. So they've finished their first semester and they have university entrance exams happening. And all of the girls so far are looking at separating ways. Like Moogie has a specific university that she's going to that's like really prestigious Mio has a university that she's going to, Ritsu and Yui don't have anything specific that they're they're set up with yet, but it would be really nice for them to kind of have something that groups them together before the end of the year when they separate, so that then they can actively continue their band because of that one specific thing that groups them, you know? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise I feel like they'll separate off into university and then just go their separate ways, which would be upsetting because I want them to be a successful band. Agreed. So I'm curious what the film is going to introduce as well. Yeah. Because we're going to have to cover that as well. We will. But uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess we will. But that's everything I got. It's everything I got too. I'm really excited to get to the next set of OP and EDs though. Because you haven't seen it, but I have. Because for once I've watched ahead of you, which is weird. Yeah, that is pretty weird. But I am also excited to listen to them for the first time. You've hyped up this op for uh, ed sorry for the it's the ed right that you like it is the so for one the ed is a banger hands down like i could download that to my phone and listen to it and really enjoy it Mm -hmm. however the animation style on it too is awesome as well so i'm excited to hear your thoughts whenever you sit down and watch it i would i would like a message if I remember, I would I like a message. I would like a five-page essay on why it is the greatest ED that we have covered so far. <laughs> I will do my best. That's a lie. It's not the greatest ED we've covered so far, but I also can't remember what the best ED we've covered so far is. Yeah, we're going to have to go back through and listen to some stuff. We are. But that's all I got. So, the lovely Blue Lavender has a Twitch channel, but she does not use it right now. She is currently on a hiatus, however... If you would like to drop her a follow for whenever she does decide to go back to streaming, you can find her at twitch.tv forward slash blue lavender. She also has an Instagram and Twitter at blue lavender STM where she posts stream updates, photos occasionally, art photos, and all that fun stuff. She also has a YouTube and TikTok account at blue lavender where she posts artsy things. 
Hmm, that's me. And if you like Brad, the lovely voice that has joined me here today on this podcast, you can find him on Twitch. He's streaming on occasion right now. Yes, at least once a week, but I'm trying to push for more. Yeah, which is exciting. And you can find him there at Brad Carter Gaming. He is also on Instagram at Brad Carter Gaming, where he occasionally posts some pictures and some fun stuff. He also runs our social media accounts, so you can hit us up in those DMs if you have any thoughts or opinions or requests or anything like that on anything that we've previously covered or are currently covering or want to cover in the future. You can hit us all up on that at BNB Anime on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook as well, don't we? We do, but... For some reason, Instagram delinked it. Ah. So I always forget to post there, but it is there. Facebook.com forward slash BNB Anime. You'll find it. Yeah. And then you can also find us on YouTube at BNB Anime as well, where we have all of our previously archived episodes and new ones currently releasing there every week. We also have a handy dandy website where we have all of our previously archived episodes. You can download them there. You can also find all of the links to where they are to whatever listening platform you're using, Spotify, etc., on the website, which is www.bnbanime.com. We have some fun stuff on there as well, some background information on the two of us. You can put a photo to the voice if you feel like doing so. Also some information on the voice acting projects that we've been doing and some of our art stuff is on there as well along with friends of the show and I don't know some fun stuff. It's all on the website if you feel like checking that out. All right so thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Wednesday special bonus episode K on season two part two where we will cover episodes 14 through 27 to wrap out the end of K on and then next Sunday Food Wars, the final plate, the last final season of Food Wars. I'm sad to see it go, but I'm excited to actually sit down and cover it because I've seen halfway through so far the fifth season. I've really enjoyed what I've seen, so I'm looking forward to sitting down and discussing that with Blue next Sunday. Mm -hmm. But until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye! Bye!